This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, episode 58, Indulgent Emotions. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. Today, we're going to talk about indulgent emotions. Sounds kind of fun, right? It almost sounds like self-care, like you're indulging, maybe even having pleasure or hedonism. But these kind of indulgent emotions, unfortunately, are not the way our brain works. Our brain does not like to indulge in a lot of pleasure. A lot of times we're seeking to do things to feel pleasure, but our natural state of our brain is actually negative. We have that negativity bias and we do have a tendency to indulge in certain negative emotions that keep us stuck. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I talk a lot about emotions, about feeling your emotions, about not repressing your emotions. But let's remember with emotions that there are different ways you can handle your emotions. You can resist your emotions, which never really ends up with anything good happening. Usually when you resist your emotions, it's like pushing down a beach ball under the water. And as soon as you let go, it rebounds back up and it takes a lot of effort and pushing and resistance to keep pushing that beach ball down. So that can kind of lead to a lot of problems when emotions are coming up and you're repressing them. On the other end of the spectrum is indulging in emotions. So when an emotion that's negative comes up, sometimes we have a tendency to basically keep playing the same thought error over and over in our brain that causes that negative feeling. Emotions are created by our thoughts. So neural activity in the brain can send neurotransmitters to different parts of the body that have actions to stimulate certain emotions. When we have thought errors, they can even be subconscious. We don't realize that we're having them, but we could have subconscious thoughts that are thought errors producing emotions that are negative. So negative emotions do come up no matter what, even if we are doing all of this self-coaching work, we're going to have negative emotions. It's part of being a human. Emotions come from our thoughts. So it's our thoughts about something that give us the emotions that we have. It's not the actual thing itself that gives us emotions. It's our thought about it. So it's not my car being dirty that's giving me the feeling of anxiety. It's what I'm thinking about my car being dirty, what I'm making it mean about myself that's giving me anxiety. Now, we may want to have some negative emotions about certain things. We might not want to feel happy all the time. If someone dies, we might want to feel the grief associated with it and sadness. When you think of something like child abuse, you're probably not going to want to think that that's okay and have good feelings about it. But abuse does happen in the world. And when we think thoughts that are in contrast to reality, then we always have pain or suffering. 
So we may not want to think that abuse is good, but it does happen in the world. And if we think thoughts that are in contrast to reality, then we will have pain. So to think that there shouldn't be abuse in the world may seem true and justified and right, but it also may be a very painful thought. Now, when we're indulging in emotions, it's not really processing the emotion and letting it pass through. It's staying stuck in this emotional cesspool. (laughs) It's like really just not being able to move on or draw yourself out of it. Now, typically with emotions, they only last about 90 seconds in the body. So if you can allow a certain emotion and you're not supplying it with more thoughts, it will actually feel like some vibrations in your body, maybe some clenching or some tightness or maybe some movement, and then it will pass by. It'll pass through and you won't continue to feel it. Now, if you continue to think the same thought error over and over and over, like this shouldn't have happened, then you'll continue to produce a painful thought loop that will produce negative emotions that you could get trapped indulging in. There are certain emotions that are more likely to be indulgent, ones that you're not moving through, they just keep coming up and really are holding you back and keeping you stuck. They could be dream excuses, the reason why you're not doing the things you want to in life, excuses of why you don't have the results you want. So here's the list of indulgent emotions to watch out for. Confusion, worry, doubt, overwhelm. Let me just tell you, the first year, this whole last year, starting my life coaching business, this podcast, I had so much of this confusion, doubt, overwhelm, worry, and it felt really real. Like, I literally don't know how to do certain things, but when I indulged in the thought that I don't know, I'm confused, then I really stayed stuck. The opposite was also true. I did have ways of finding out either through YouTube or asking other people. So when I really believed and thought, I don't know, even though it really could be demonstrated that it was true, like I didn't have that knowledge in my brain, it also was a thought that kept me in confusion and in doubt and in overwhelm. And kept me from progressing and seeing the ways that I could find out that I did know. Other indulgent emotions are shame and guilt. Are they ever necessary? Biologically, yes, I know we're programmed to create shame. It actually triggers the reward centers in our brain. It's that important to us. But if we notice that we continually come back to shame as an emotion that we feel regularly, it's worth more investigation. For me, this has come up a lot lately. I'm in an advanced coaching program where we do a lot of written coaching and Bev Aaron, the master coach, 
pointed out to me that I do go into shame a lot. And that is a go-to for me. And of course, I felt a little shameful that she said that, right? Uh, shame because of my shame. But it did prompt me to really do some digging. I had some deep core beliefs that if I said something wrong or was judged by someone else as being wrong, that it meant that something was wrong with me. And I've really noticed that shame coming up. I even did a session processing the emotion of shame with someone and how it felt in my body. And I really wanted to work on this because as Bev pointed out, this emotion that does keep coming up for me is blocking me. So when I continue to justify and allow that this is just an emotion that comes up for me, it gives me that space to really indulge in it and believe it. But shame is always a liar. There is no reason to continue to beat yourself up with shame or guilt. Can you learn from things in your past? Yes, but it doesn't mean that they should have been different or that you could have done it differently. Regret, the topic of my last podcast, is an indulgent emotion and same with self-pity and victimization. Generally, the emotion of scarcity, I think, is an indulgent emotion. It doesn't serve you in any way. And the opposite is almost always true in some way. Now, what do you do when you notice that you are indulging in some of these emotions? Definitely, what you don't want to do is beat yourself up more, right? Like that is our tendency. When we notice that we have some things about us that we don't like and we want to change, usually the first way that we do it is by hating where we are, beating ourselves up, and almost like we're trying to motivate ourselves to be better through those indulgent emotions of shame and guilt. So if you notice that you are indulging in some negative emotions that are keeping you stuck, I suggest that you bathe yourself in compassion, just as I've said on many other episodes. Compassion for yourself in this process is so, so important. See if you can be the objective observer of your emotions and what's going on. See if you can find those thought errors that might be causing all of this, like, I'm bad, something's wrong with me if I get something wrong. That's definitely a thought error that I don't want to continue thinking, but it does come up for me a lot, <laughs> like for little things. So the best way for me to change that is not to be overly harsh with myself, frustrated with myself that it keeps coming up and impatient with myself to change. The best way is for me to notice, to think about what's going on. For me, I formed that thought error as a young, young child. So when I feel myself getting like anxiety or fear, and I notice that I am beating myself up in some way, feeling unsafe because I've made a mistake or think I might've made a mistake or think that someone might be judging me, then I just think of myself as that little girl who, of course, she could interpret it this way. It's totally fine that she did 
Of course she did. But it's also not true. I can see with my adult brain that me saying something wrong does not mean that I am wrong or that I'm in danger in any way. So I try to have so much compassion and understanding to get to the root of why I might be thinking this and to lovingly move on, just to stop indulging in it. Over the last couple of weeks, I've had a couple of different coaches advise me that these emotions, especially shame and guilt, are optional to think. Of course, the emotions can come up and I'm going to try to understand when they do, but I also can choose not to think that thought that gives me that emotion. Remember guys, our emotions come from our thoughts. So if I notice that I'm indulging in an emotion, I can switch that by thinking different thoughts. You might have to work on believing new thoughts. And I have an episode about that, believing new thoughts. You can use ladder thoughts, something that your brain believes that's less painful to you. But when this comes into your conscious awareness, that's where you start to have some power and you can experiment with using your brain in ways that are less painful to you. These indulgent emotions are keeping you stuck. And usually that is for a reason. Your primitive brain would rather have you not try to evolve yourself, not be vulnerable, stay back in the cave where nothing's going to hurt you and you're safe. But really, you're not ever risking anything, achieving your dreams, trying to work on goals, pushing yourself or moving on if you're stuck in these indulgent emotions. Now, maybe you're not able to get these indulgent emotions to fully go away. That is okay. You can have multiple emotions. So you could have some confusion and doubt and worry and overwhelm and still have motivation to figure something out and work on your goals. There's that analogy that the emotions are coming with you. You bring that worry or anxiety or guilt or shame along with you for the ride. It gets in the car. It's not in the passenger seat. It's not driving. It's in the back seat. We're still going to go throughout our day, do the stuff, but that emotion may still be there in the background and you may hear it from time to time, but you don't have to believe it and you don't have to let it steer you or keep you stuck anywhere. You can just get super, super curious about these emotions. They don't have to go away in order for you to move on. Now, as you probably know, I like to take these life coach concepts and apply them specifically to people who have chronic pain or disease. This is where I find indulgent emotions really fascinating. It's kind of like, I think our body is an indulgent emotion detector. Like I have noticed with my clients and with myself, when we start to really analyze the types of situations where they're getting pain, what's going on in their life at the time. They'll have, you know, shoulder pain, maybe indicating some indulgent emotions about blaming someone. I've had a client with leg pain every time she was thinking about her indecision about her business. And myself, I've had this right-sided rib pain 
when I'm doubting my self-worth. So as you learn to pay attention to the signals in your body, you may be surprised to learn and to notice how many times you're feeling a sensation of pain right at the time that you're indulging in some emotions that are based on a thought error. That's kind of how I see it, is the body is signaling to us that we have some processing to do, something to understand. It's like one of the foundational programs, if we think of a computer analogy, one of the programs that was written decades ago has some bugs in it. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be looked at and corrected. We know that pain signals that travel from the brain to the body, they're felt in the body. They are real pain. It's just the origin is not what we thought. The source of the pain isn't the structure in that area. It's this neural circuit program, which begins with some association to danger and elevated emotions and symptoms of pain. And then once that neural circuit is formed, any heightened emotions can trigger that neural circuit of pain. So if you're struggling with chronic pain, really think about this episode, what emotions you might be indulging in. Okay, my loves, have a good week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.